at our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Hey, welcome to the Kwame Lassiter Sports Sometime Rich with Ken from the ATS Show. I am on. We are live. Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Sports Show. Uh, how we bring it to you. Always a good time. I got Coach B with me. Coach. What's cracking? What's going on, people? What's going on? All three of y'all. 888 <laughs> If you want to call in, you want to join the show. Ken from the ATL is in training. He said he had a training class or he was getting a training run on him or something like that. Oh, uh, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not commenting on that one. Ooh, wow. But uh, it is what it is. Whatever floats your boat, Ken, have fun doing it, buddy. Be good at whatever it is you're doing. That is right there. Well, what's going on with you then? Oh, since since you, know, you laid it out like that. Yeah, we 15 days out from going walking into camp on August 10th up here at Mount Vernon High School. So just sitting here getting excited. Had a good workout last night with the boys. I can feel the, the, the kids are getting a little antsy in the pants right now. It's ready to rock and roll, ready to get things started. You know, last year they was 0-10. We changed the outlook of it. They were 0-10? Yeah, it was 0-10 last year because of the coaching. It wasn't because of the players. It was because of the coaching. You, you know what? And it's it's crazy you say that because, you know, you're from, you're from Virginia. I'm from Virginia. And I was down. I was in Virginia twice this year, down for our Newport News camp that we do, Hampton Rolls uh, Youth Camp, actually. And I was back home last week for um, a Top Gun program, um, FBU Football University. But this coach said uh, Mount Vernon saved his job. I think you guys had him beat. And because uh, I talked to him down at the Hampton Rose camp down in uh, Newport News, he mm-hmm. said he Mount Vernon had him beat, but them guys gave up in the third and fourth quarter. He won the game and kept his job. He I can't think of the name of his school. He's from my area, but he went up there and took a coaching job up that way. I want to say Wood Woodside or something like that. Uh, Wood. Let's see. Uh, uh, let's see who was it? Uh, it was up. there was the last game of the season. They're both zero and ten. Yeah, last game of the season, and that and um, obviously. Um, Whoever lost, their coach was gone, so it saved his job. Yeah, Mount Vernon, they were 0-9 going that last game of the season, and uh, it was a big deal out here because it was like the toilet the toilet bowl. Okay, so you, so you know what I'm talking about then. Yeah, that's what they call it. They call the, well, I was in Arizona losing our own losing our own season last year, going 2-10, two 2-8. And, two and two and <laughs> is, um, is that what we finished, 2-8? Two 2-8 and eight? Two and eight because of coaching. Yeah, I, I would the top. I agree. We, with had, you. we had some of the top assistants. It was just everything else going on in the top. People not want to listen. Yeah, you make a good point of that. I, you know what happened with that last year? Uh, um, I think it was n- not enough discipline. Yeah, you can be – everybody runs the same coverages. Everybody runs a cover yeah. one or a cover two. Or cover three. Or cover three. It's the personnel you put in there. You got to uh, you gotta put the right personnel and get the job done, man. And well, I, you and know what? Not, not personnel. Personnel has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. But you can go out and get, you know, B-minus C talent and – if they believe in you as a coach, they'll do whatever you ask them to do on the field, and they won't venture off and do their own thing. That is true. That is true. The but problem, The problem you have nowadays is what we had is 
the kids last year at Mesa didn't give a rat's ass about the head coach or the D coordinator. Yeah, that's too bad. Because- and, right. You know, they too busy running, running the girls on campus and not running the kids on the practice field. Because I know the first day I came out there, that Wednesday, when I got to Phoenix that Wednesday night and I walked on practice, when I talked to you at the practice, I was like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, and, and you know, I, I thought it would get better because I told you to come out here because you, you had some uh, jobs lined up with the uh, arena stuff. But I told you to come out here because it's a resume builder. I thought it would be good yeah. for you because this is what you do. You, I mean, you, you, you coach. So mm-hmm. I said this would be good. You're on the college level. And, you know, and I'm still, to this day, still trying to get you out. I wish you would come. I talked to a couple guys. I got, um, you know, I got Michael Bankston. Uh, he, he's going to be on board with the D-line. I wish I had Bernard uh, as well. But, uh, shoot, I would love for you had to be the linebacker coach and a special teams coach. Because cause you know why? Because I watched um, yesterday, I watched some last year film on Scottsdale Community College in, in the game we played in them. We had those guys beat. Yeah. But it, it, and, yeah. And, and, and I'll go back to what you said earlier. It starts at the top. If the guys don't respect you, when it's time to quit, they just quit. It's no bouncing back. It's no coaching them back. It's no motivating them to get the, get them to do what they're supposed to be doing. Again, you got to remember these are kids. So you may just have to talk to them once or twice. Right. But when you got to talk to a kid every day, and it starts because – you know, I had a study hall last year at Mesa, and and I would go and I would come into practice heated because I have five or six guys in the study hall. Right. You yeah. know, and it was just it was it because of the coaching. It started at the top. Now, I can go all the way back to to the Super Bowl Eagles versus Patriots in '05, mm-hmm. when five minutes and thirty eight seconds left on the game. You know, you're only down by four points, and you're not calling timeouts. Right, 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 you know, right. Andy Reid. So it goes back to coaching. Coaching has a lot. The top, the coaching has a lot to do with anything successful. I understand that. But when you're successful and you can't get to a certain point, sometimes, it, sometimes some some of that premise has to fall back on the players. But then again, the coaches are, all, are the ones who always take the brunt of it. I was going to ask you: At what point do you take the? Does do the players take the blame? Because you got to have on every team. There's a leader where he be. Or where that leader is vocal, or um, you know he he gonna show you, or vocal. Uh, at what point do the leaders or the team take ownership on losing and winning? Well, I personally think as a as a teammate, as a player, you have to take onus from top to bottom. There should there's no just given point. Oh, I'm gonna take onus now because of whatever. Right. You know, as a coach. No matter how bad I want to, and you know I came I came close last year. You wanted to get out there and play. No matter how bad we want to get out there and play and show what it is we're trying to do in a game situation. At this point in our lives, we can't do it. These players got to take owners from top to bottom as far as the film room, study hall, practice. I mean, the way you you should practice the same way you play. And. That's something that we didn't have last year. I talked to the guys that, about that. I talked to the guys about that today. I mean, to cut you off. Uh, I said, why would you come to practice and just go through the motions when uh, I can understand in camp when you're trying to learn and you put new things in, you got a new staff. I understand that. You, you're trying to get it filled for. But by week's end, you should be running full speed because you can't. That don't. That doesn't. Um, you don't have to train for all that. You was born to run. You can run. You can run full speed. Nobody should have to, have to tell you go hard all the time. But, uh. I was telling guys like that, why would you come to practice and not go hard? It just you know, makes you better. Else. Right, and that's the key. You know, something else that kids need to worry, I hope the kids, some kids are listening, is the fact of you know, the walk-through days are days you should be going full speed. Right. 
those are the days that you're really not doing anything else that day. You're not practicing really. You're not going through. So that day is when you should be really stretching the muscles out and getting them ready for the next night. And that's something that doesn't happen a lot of. And you get, they think that walk day is, is a day you can sit around, joke around with, with your buddies, see what y'all going to do that night, yada, 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 yada. Right. You know, players, you know, I, I sit there and look at, you know, coaches getting fired. It's easy for an owner to fire a coach than it is a player in the NFL or the Arena Football League. It's much harder to fire a player. And that's the thing that these players get to the point to realize, well, I'm not getting fired. The coach get fired before I get fired. That's what I say. that's no. what I tell a player. I say, look, if you're not coming out here to do your job, first of all, either go home and don't come back. It's just that simple. But uh, before it all goes down, I'm gonna get you cut before I get fired because I because oh, I don't I don't if you don't want to do it, why why put yourself through it? That's just that's if you don't want to do it, don't put yourself through it, man. Don't come out here and lollygag. Don't come out here and disrupt everybody else. Because right. have you ever been in an atmosphere like this? All right, you ready to go to work? You ready to go to practice? You ready? You geeked about practice? And then this one bad, I won't say a bad person, but this one person come today and say, "Oh man, I don't feel like practice. This, I got to try to make it through the practice." He just everything's a downer about going going to practice and getting through practice, and then he just bring you down with him. Yeah, and yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, and, so, and I tell those kids, man, come out here to do your job because I'm not gonna keep you on the field long. It. Come out, do what you're supposed to do, take care of your responsibility, and don't worry about no one else's responsibility, and everybody will be okay. Yeah. I, and you have no worries, no problems, no worries, and everybody will be successful. Yeah. The problem, is, the problem is with, with, the, with society, though, Quam, is the fact that we worry about everybody else. Yeah. Everybody wants to run with the Joneses. Everybody wants to, you know, Jada Kiss said it in this song, Why? Why can't ride in the Pecan Jag? You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, but but you know what the problem with the Joneses when they change their name to the Smith those people who are trying to live a certain lifestyle that can't even do it they, then they out of luck. There you go. You can't live they with don't the know Joneses. How to do it on their on their own. Right. You right. Follow everybody else. Don't be a follower. Be a leader. I'd rather have a million leaders in the world than a million followers. Well, let me ask you this question. I'm, I'm kind of getting off the. Well, I'm kind of changing the subject or um, slide the subject to the side a little bit. Des Bryant, man, a rookie. Um, now I, I hear what he's saying. Um, Westbrook asked him to carry his pads uh, in oh, practice. Oh. In practice, and I'm gonna get yours. Roy, Co- Roy Williams. Roy, I'm sorry, Roy Williams. I don't know what I was thinking. Westbrook, but um, uh, Roy Williams asked him to carry his pads during practice. Now, as a coach, he's he's right. He's here to play football, but that's just football. You can do, you can play football, but you got to stay with the tradition of you know rookie. Uh, do this, do that. Everybody has to do it. Everybody have done it. So why do you think he thinks he's that special uh, that he don't have to do it? And I know he's a little mad about how he came to the draft uh, and where he should have got picked or, and, you know, slipping in the draft. Well, you use that stuff to motivate him, but you don't come in and try to change the whole uh, history of what guys that's 10 times, 20 times better than you have done in their times. But, but what you, give, me, give me your opinion on that. My opinion is the fact of, you know, you come in, I'm number one, you get drafted first, you get drafted 30th. You get drafted, period. You better be happy you got drafted. That doesn't happen for everybody. Right. You only played four games last year. If it wasn't for Deion Sanders and Michael Irvin pumping you up within the media, do you think he would even got drafted in the first round? Probably not. Yeah, he's a good talent. Yes, he is. But the best talent for me I've ever seen come in the third, fourth, and fifth round. Yeah. Well, you, well, second you, round. Well, you know what? You're coming from a coach's standpoint because you can get a lot of production off guys, and, and uh, especially because it's a business and money is involved. Uh, when business, there has to be a profit. You're going to get your um, 
you gonna get the you you gonna get a lot of your investments out of the third and fourth round where you can still get some players because there's so many players in the draft, man. Where you have to put somebody in the first round, you have to put somebody in the second. Just because that guy goes in the third round doesn't mean he wasn't a second or first round guy. It just there it's all go. it's all timing and, and where you slot it. Yep, and the, and for Des Bryant, Des Bryant needs just I mean, you don't come in and buck the system. You know, everybody tell him he's gonna be media. You know, other people telling him he's going to replace Roy Williams, he's going to replace Roy Williams, he's going to replace Yeah, Roy Williams is garbage. We all know that. He hasn't been good since his senior year in Texas. Right. It, but understand something. He was on the Detroit Lions for five years. Or for four years, however long he was on Detroit. So that has a lot to do with it, too. When you're not on a very winning team, a lot of times in that particular receiver position, you don't have a whole lot of balls coming to you. You know, so I'm, I'm always looking for, you know what I mean, I'm always looking for the uh, – Either you know the, the good guy in a certain situation when it comes to these when we talk about players, okay. but Des Bryant is to shut up, take his, the shoulder pads in. All you gotta do it is once, and then make it no. I'm not doing it again. Well, you know what? It's not he. He got to do it once. He gonna keep doing it. I man, I, I think I was 23 when I came in, and then I was about to turn football, so I was a little older than most rookies came in the league. Um, but I came under some veterans, man. I, I came under some real veterans, some leadership, some guys. You know how many times I got coffee in the meetings, and I didn't even drink coffee. But, but you came up on the future Hall of Famers, Kwame. True. I came under like Clyde Simmons, Seth Joyner, Eric Hill, uh, Terry Ho. I came Nears under Williams. Uh, Nears Williams. I came under, um, um, who was a uh, Lorenzo Lynch. These guys showed me how to play football, but they told me to do the rookie stuff and get the coffee, or it would have been one of these situations. I remember I was in San Diego. Uh, these guys dra- got drafted in first, first round. We went to... We went to expensive Fleming's. We ate at Fleming's. Do you know that bill was $20,000? Man, $20,000. They had to split it between the three of them. But they had, we had a $20,000 bill. And guys was just ordering stuff just to be ordering because they wasn't paying for it. They were taking champagne home. Now, to me, I think that's doing it. That's taking it too far. Come and eat dinner, drink, and do whatever you have to do. But don't get stuff to just say you got it to, to rookie Hayes. But that's what's going to happen to Des Brown. He's going to be... Uh, alienated is not uh, as a teammate if he don't do everything to get closer to the teammate. All rookie Hayes can do is bring you a little closer, man. Nobody's going to haze you where, to the point where you're not learning the plays, you get hurt where you can't practice. It's all fun in the game. It's been done since the day of time. Uh, it's just a respect to the games, respect to the uh, veteran guys who've been there before you. Now, I'm not a fan of rookie hazing and all that stuff, but, you know. And, and, and well, really, is that really hazing? That you got to pay your dues. You, you're, an able, you're, you're putting this in a situation to be successful and to hang out with NFL players and become an NFL, and be an NFL player. Right. Pay your, pay the tab, take the shoulder pass for the first week of practice. It's not. I mean, rookie hazing is when you go to uh, somewhere and then they, for while you at a three hour practice, they're sitting there and they're they're watering down the third baseline from third base to home plate of water. And then you got to go run. If you don't run it and dive and go face first in that and slide down to the, from third base to home plate, mm-hmm. they drag you with with nothing on your bottom and and mud and all that get up in your ass. Now that's hazing. You know it's a family show, right? I'm sorry, family. <laughs> but that's hazing. Carrying a pound of pad twenty thousand dollar check. Yeah. And um, I've heard stories where twenty thousand dollars is like a regular tip. $200,000, depends on what the... No, imagine a tip. Imagine a tip of uh, after $20,000 and all of us in there. We was we was in um uh, we was in Fleming's. Yeah, I'm showing, telling that out like that. Um, but imagine a tip to that. Yeah, 15% of $20,000. That's well over... Uh, um, 
I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. I don't think they did fifteen percent. Like Wait, thirty two hundred dollars. That's a thirty two hundred dollar tip. I usually do, uh, yeah, I usually do 20%, but it depends on how, I start at 20%, and it depends on what my service is goes like. Down. Yeah, it that's goes it, down. You can you you got 20% when I walk through the door, but then you want to. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a given. Yeah, unless you want to act like you don't want to work, and you came to work. I didn't actually take this job. But uh, anyway, man. All right, man, let's get on to some, uh, let's get on to some fantasy. I know you're a big fantasy guy. I know you're huge yeah, on you fantasy. But I am. I'm big on fantasy, but my thing with the fantasy is like, I'm like, you know, I'm going, I'm reading through emails a day. All my boys and my fancy big out there in Phoenix, they, and they, they, they talk nonsense all day long about who they doing, who they doing, who they, I don't worry about fantasy. I buy my first fantasy book uh-huh. three days before I go to my draft. So you don't really I do a lot of research. People take this thing serious. Fantasy is a huge, uh, uh, profitable, man, a huge, huge what's, business. What's the word there? What's the main word there, Kwan? Fantasy. There you go, dog. It, 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 it's like, you know, you can sit there and see what people did last year, last year, last year. It's all about who comes out of camp healthy, how they come out of camp, what teams look good in camp, you know, what 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 um, improvements the team has made. Right. I look at that. I go through the first two, three weeks of camp, see who's going, what's going on in camp, how people comment on interviews. You can tell how, how good of a team is going to be when people are talking. You know, when you can listen to a coach and – you know the Redskins are going to suck. You know what I'm saying? You think so? Taking account that they got Donovan, uh-huh. still don't. And they, you know he's all, he's done more with less. Probably one of the most players, best players in NFL who's ever done more with less. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know he has Santana Moss. You know he, he you know he has a couple of young receivers. He has Chris Cooley coming back off injury. So you know certain things, and he has that three-headed monster running back situation, which Mike Shanahan is famous for having a three-headed monster running back situation. He is because when he was in Denver, there was they was it was crucial, man. He had running back back committed, but you know um, the success they had as far as running, it wasn't the running backs were good. Now I don't want to take anything from, away from those guys, but it was their offensive lineman, man. They was they are taught how to hold and to get away with it. And let's say you there get you let's say you get called call for holding once or twice a game. So what? You've been holding all game. So that's the <laughs> price you pay. You've been holding all game, but they are taught how to hold, and they they do a lot of uh, slide blocking and cutbacks uh, with mm-hmm. the running backs. And they they just man, that's why you always have a twelve hundred yard rusher every year. He's been coaching. And they got three. They got, they got three top cutback rushers: Larry Johnson, Portis, uh, Clinton Willie Portis, Parker, and Clinton Portis. So, you know, I look at all that, and that's when I come up with my fantasy stats. And it's all about who's left for what's the best available player. I take a Jerry Jones status. Well, not Jerry Jones. I take a draft status. Uh-huh. You know, what's the best player available at that particular moment? If I'm drafting fifth, I'm going, who was the best player last year that ended the season with the fifth best stat so you in get, the National Football League? So I'll as, draft that person. Okay, so as a coach uh, in fantasy and you're picking your players, you get the best player or you don't get what's best for you? I get, I get, the, I get the best I, a little bit of both, Quam, because what I do is I see, well, I know I want a top-notch quarterback, and I want a top-notch receiver. I want to double up. I want a quarterback and a receiver tandem. That's how I like to um, to start off, you know yeah, what I mean? Right. And then then I'll get me, I can get me a couple of running backs down the line that can come in and just give me, you know, 10 to 15, maybe 20 points a week, and that's all I really need. If I can, give me, if I can find a running back, two running backs to give me 10 to 15 points a week, that's 20 to 30 points extra a week I got. I'm happy with that. That's 100 yards rushing. And maybe you know either hundred yards rushing or fifty yards receiving and a touchdown. I'm gonna give you. Um, I'm gonna give you. A, I'm gonna name us some running backs. Uh, and you're not gonna be. You might not be able to get these guys in the first round. But who's who's gonna be who's gonna do well in fantasy this year? Uh, Chris Johnson and we know he. Uh, I think they restructured his deal. 
uh, after having a 2,000-yard season, uh, rushed 2,006 yards, I think it was, rushing. Uh, that was just rushing alone, not to add, not to add on to the uh, receiving yards he had. Chris Jones. Well, 2,500 total yards. Yeah. Maurice Jones-Drew, Adrian Peterson, and Michael Turner in Atlanta, who, who was kind of banged up last year, man. But I right. think I think he'll still be um, – I think he'll still come off um, as one of the top running backs in the, in the league. Um, where's the fantasy points coming out of those guys? Don't forget D'Angelo. Well, yeah, for my, my thought process, you know, you, you, you got to um, – you, you know, Adrian Peterson, first year, off the chain. Second year, off the chain. Third year, you know what I mean? Yeah. Let me ask you this, because he fumbles a lot. Do you lose any points for uh, fumbles? Yes. Yeah, yeah. In certain leagues, you, you know, you can lose two points or four points for fumbles. Okay. You know, like and it's like for a quarterback. I know we're not a quarterback, but quarterbacks – if they throw a touchdown, uh-huh. they throw a pick is two points, and for a touchdown, it's it's, uh, it's three points. Three points, okay. Yeah, so, so, so five points you lose all the time. There's different levels of the fantasy because you play in a tougher league where points are hard to come by. It's not like you get okay. He had he had a twenty yards rushing, so you get ten points. Nah, you, you, you get, get ten points, points after a hundred yard game. That's ten points, right? Yeah, you get ten points after a hundred yard game. But you better get a hundred yards, you get extra three points for getting a hundred yards because hundred yards don't come. He's in that football league. Let me um, – um, But back to that, what you said a second ago. Okay. You know, in order, you know, I, I'm looking at, you know, if Chris Johnson can, can duplicate what he did last year. Oh, that's going to be impossible. He'll be the number one guy. He'll be number one guy. Maurice Jones Drew is just a beast. He's a, he's, a, he's a box that just can't be stopped and he's good. Now you also got to understand something, too. The St. Louis Rams bringing in um, Sam Bradford, who has, a, who has a rocket for an arm and is a very smart kid. Uh-huh. Um, you know, he's not playing in a real uh, tough division. Uh, uh, NFC West? Yeah, he's NFC. not playing in a real tough division. So my thought process is Steven Johnson, Steven Jackson may be back this year in the top five fantasy running uh, back yeah. like he was two years ago. He, he's another guy, man. Uh, we, a lot of people slept on him because they didn't have a good year in uh, St. Louis for a while, but he still put the numbers up. He's still one of those backs you have to stop. And it's kind of tough to run. You, you, you've been a part of stuff like that, a uh, situation like that. It's kind of tough to keep going, but you have to. And, and, and at the end of the day, you turn out that your numbers are com- uh, comparable to everybody else. And Steven Jackson, he still works hard, even with the injuries he's had over there and, and then the depleted team that he's been playing on uh, right. with the St. Louis Rams. Uh, so last I, year he had back injury. So, you know, the running back situation for me is all about who comes out of my draft is on August third, August twenty ninth, there in Phoenix. Okay, I will be in town that Saturday night, and I'm leaving that Monday morning. Well, let me help you so out. I gotta get back for my first game on September second. You know, um, I'm a winner, so let me help you out. Aaron Hall, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers will be a top quarterback this year. He had he was one of the top five quarterbacks last year in fantasy football. Right. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna even go back to um, obviously Drew Brees, but let's get to some uh. And, yeah, as far as tight ends, I don't think no anyone's going to sleep on Antonio Gates. Uh, well, Philip Rivers. Antonio. Well, Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers was a good quarterback last year in fantasy uh-huh. football. The thing, the problem I have with you know some of these um, these fantasy guys is the fact that sometimes they just don't you know they don't put up consistent numbers like I think they should. You know, like you know, if you think. Matt Shaw put up uh, outstanding numbers. He outplayed, uh, as far as numbers wise, uh, I think he outplayed oh, yeah. Peyton Manning in, in, in that oh, league. Definitely. He put oh, up definitely. great numbers, but the team at the end of the day, the team is eight and eight or nine and seven. Which that team, I honestly believe, the uh, Houston Texans are probably they are. 
a 11 and 5 team with a chance, but it's kind of tough with 11 and 5. Depends on who you beat, but they are 11 and 5 team and on their way to the playoffs. But they always finish nine and seven, eight and eight. I, I can't understand it with the talent they have, and then they have the uh, Johnsons over there, who's going to. Um, I think he's. Who knows if he's going to hold out, Andre Johnson? Who knows if he's going to hold out because he wants a new contract as well. So you understand this? Aaron Rodgers was the number one fantasy quarterback in my league last year uh-huh. with four hundred thirty-one fantasy points. Drew Brees came in second with three hundred and ninety-three, and Peyton Manning was three ninety-one. Matt Schaub was three eighty-five. And then old man, vintage guy, you know, Rumpelstiltskin came in with 381 points, Brett Favre. <laughs> you call him Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's Aaron Rodgers is the, one, is the number one fantasy quarterback in our league. Simple fight because Aaron Rodgers can chunk that ball like, like Brett can. All right, let me say, let me say this, because you're going to be in town for the draft, right, for the fantasy draft. Yeah. So, uh, so where are you staying? I don't know yet. Oh, so, you know. Oh, I'm probably going to be at the Scottsdale uh, Resort down there. Scottsdale Camelback Resort. Yeah, I see. I see. I see. Camelback Resort. That's my favorite spot. It's only for a night, so I need to make that happen. See if I can make that happen for that night. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Let's let's shout out Scottsdale because they always take care of. We will get back on the fantasy people. Listen, eight 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 three four six nine one four four. If you want to call in, uh, sorry, Jody. Jordan, Jody, Jody, I be calling her Jody Langham, jo- Jody Ligham, Jody. Uh, yeah, just Jody. Can't, we can't get her name right. <laughs> we love you though. Chicago. She died. She she. Bleed that Chicago. She loved them. She oh, even Chicago she, Bears, y'all? Oh, Chicago Bears, Chicago Bulls, Chicago Cubs, Chicago White Sox. She even like Northwestern. Uh, they don't know no better. But, uh, yeah, Scottsdale Comeback Resort, man. Um, right down there on Scottsdale Road, great place. Got great deals at the bar. They got new beers at the bar right now, I heard, too. You know what? I was over there. Uh, I was over there for, uh, let's say, a family reunion. Let's say that. Um had some people coming town from uh, St. Louis Obispo. We we hung out at the uh, resort, man. St. Louis Obispo or St. Louis Obispo? I said St. Louis. What you thought I said? What you thought you heard? Sometimes you just be talking though. Man, I got this. I got a. I got a draw when I talk. I'm from Virginia, man. This is this draw. <laughs> this is how I hypnotize them, boy. You better ask somebody. <laughs> you better ask somebody or ask me. I'll tell you again. <laughs> you again, huh? Scottsdale hey, Camelback Resort, man. Um, they a great personnel, great people over there. Jody always take care of you. But you call me, and, and we'll work out something. How about that? Hey, before we go, before we go, think about this while we're on the break, Kwame. I ain't going to break. Let's go to break. Okay, you want to go to break? Dion Singleton. We we go to break. We'll take a break. Uh, right about now, actually. But what you want me to think about? Alex Smith, San Francisco 49ers. Oh, he had all. He finished up strong last year for the 49ers. I'm looking for the 49ers to come out here. This is the Kwame Lass of the Sport, Sometime Rich Show. We're going to come back. Ken from the ATL is getting a train run on him, so we'll talk to him next week. <laughs> we'll be back next week. We'll be back in uh, two minutes. <laughs> The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. 
Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you ready for a fresh, candid, and entertaining look at sports? It's time for a radio show that doesn't tackle sports like everyone else. Join former NFL player Nick Murphy for Murphy's Law. Hear it directly from your favorite pro and collegiate athletes, coaches, and media personalities as they dissect what's going on in the world of sports. It's sports, entertainment, and fun, and it's all part of Murphy's Law. Tune in Friday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's Hot Topics. School to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Carmelite Sports Sometime Rich Show with Ken from the ATL. Ken's in training right now, but we'll, he'll be back with us next week. We are back. We were talking fantasy football, but I do want to say this. Uh, I got this uh, update from Amy Glansman down in uh, Boca Return, or Boca, Florida, I said. Boca Return? I said Return. I told you I got a slow draw, man. I'm from Virginia, man. That's how I get them. And stop repeating, uh, correcting me on air. <laughs> you you text me or something say, this is what it is. Don't correct me in front of uh, all three of our fans. I apologize. Look. <laughs> <laughs> she is a Boca Harness down there, down in Boca. Uh, Amy Glassman. But let me see. Uh, uh, I'm going to give you two receivers. Uh, the Colts got uh, wide receiver Anthony uh, Gonzalez coming back from injuries. We'll get back to that on fantasy. And don't forget your boy down in, in the Patriots. Oh, Wes Walker. They just put him on an active PUP list, too. So right. So, Wes Walker. They can take him off. Did you say Walker? Walker? See, you're talking about Walker. I said Walker. It ain't Walker. It's Welker, W-E-L-K-E-R, Welker, like Lawrence Welker. Right, Walker. I know. It ain't like Welps. It's Lawrence. Boy, get to Man, your corner. Let's go to the coach's corner. You you killing my time. Coach's I got, I got, I got some. What you got? Oh, let's go to coach's corner. I got beef, man. I'm looking at the NFL Roth. You know, I'm going down the depth charts right now for certain NFL teams. Yeah, most NFL teams have about 30 receivers in camp, okay? Mm-hmm. But I'm going down. I'm looking at the Chicago Bears. They got Jay Cutler quarterback. Why not bring T.O. in? You know, at least bring him in for a workout. You don't have you got Devin Hester is a is not a receiver. He's a DB. He's not even a DB. He's a return man. He's an excellent return it. guy. That's it. Johnny Knox had a hell of a had a good end of the season last year. Uh, you got you know Roquan Iglesias from from uh, Oklahoma. You know, but you don't have anybody else on your team really that can you know that can go get that rock. You know, I'm also looking down. You know, it's just the Seattle Seahawks. T.J. Husmanjada, Golden Tate, Deion Butler. 
I know Deion Branch, he's hurt, but Deion Butler, who is that? You know, St. Louis could have bring him in. Lauren Robinson, Donnie Avery. Great two go two OK receivers. Who is Marty Gilliard? I think he was at, San, at, at at Jacksonville for a while. You know, Tampa Bay needs receivers. I don't understand, you know, why some of these teams who need receivers don't bring this man in. I you know, t- he's going to end up going to, to Cincinnati. Cincinnati again is going to win the AFC North. AFC South, I'm sorry. Whatever division it is. And going to end up beating all teams again and probably make the Super Bowl because they have a receiver core. Who? Yeah. Cincinnati? Cincinnati Bengals. I'll wait till the coach's corner done. I, I, I comment on that. Yeah, please do. Wait, I'm done. So my, <laughs> my, my thought process is, is why is this man still a free agent? People need a receiver. You need a receiver. This man is wide open. Bring him in. You know, it doesn't make sense to me. You know, if you look at any of the experts on T.O., and think, we talked about this last week, me and Ken, when you weren't here, when you were sick. Um, I, I was in the airport, Slim Shady. Anyway, whatever. Um, oh, I was sick. I was sick. You're right. Go ahead. And, and what we said was the fact of, if you looked at everything this man has ever complained about, all he's ever wanted to do was win. Everything that some people have said and done about T.O. has been over, over the top media-wise. Yeah, the incident outside of Philadelphia, that was a little over the top. But when he was upset on the sideline and yelling and screaming at whatever, a lot of times he was yelling and screaming about the offensive line. Why don't you block for him so he can get the ball to us? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Anybody who wants to be successful and wants the ball, this is what they do. So don't fault him for that. And if it goes into a locker room, if people don't understand this man just wants to win games, and if he gets in the locker room and you have a problem with that, maybe you shouldn't be playing this sport. And that's all I got to say about that. Okay, uh, two things. Maybe one more if I get down to the end if I remember it. Um, no no question T.O. is competitive. No question about that. Everybody wants the ball. Running backs want the ball. They want to have at least – you can't give a running back twenty the ball 20 times and think he's in a rhythm. He wants that ball at least 25, 30 times in a game. Uh, all receivers want the ball. Uh, we're talking about T.O. right now. Why T.O. don't have a team right now? Because all the antics he put up with uh, – Starting from San Francisco days, all the antics. Now, granted, once you start that, um, the cameras are stayed on him. Tio has about three or four cameras on him on game day just to see what he's going to do. I thought he was excellent in Buffalo. Uh, why he doesn't have a job? Because his pass is catching up with him. He's still one of the better receivers out there today to help a team win. But who wants to take that chance when they're still trying to win? And that's just the point. They want to win, so they don't need any distractions. You don't need unnecessary distractions when you um, – uh, when everybody's on the same page and have a goal, he's not in camp right now. So people campus camps are starting right now. He wasn't in OT, OCS's um, off season uh, coaching school. Uh, he wasn't in those things. Um, so teams are getting brilled on their chemistry right now. And what To has done in the past was mess up chemistry. Uh, I thought a lot of people, a lot of players around him handled the situation because T.O. is T.O. And that's how we just brush it off. Oh, that's T.O. being T.O. But he's had a reality show before he had a reality show because a lot of times on camera, and I will agree with you with this, is he's not arguing or fussing with his teammates. He's just saying he's pumping them up. But you can, a lot of people can't read lips. So all they see is him, the old antics T.O., and then all they see him is his arms flaring, his mouth going, and he self-promoting himself. Uh, so they think. Uh, T.O. is being distracted again. He's not being distracted. I seen T.O. go to an offensive lineman and, and pump him up, and it looked like he's fussing him, like, y'all better block, y'all better do this. And he has done it in the past, but I've seen a lot of times where he's, you know, just giving him a little pep top on the sideline. 
But T.O. is not in a job right now because his pass is catching up with him. He thought he was better than Jerry Rice when he was playing with San Francisco when you could have learned from Jerry Rice. Uh, uh, Jerry Rice. Um, mm-hmm. So, so um, T.O. is not on the team right now, and I narrow that down too as far as his pass is catching up with him. But he, I guarantee you he will be on the roster this year. He better not go to St. Louis because Bradford – what you gonna take? Uh, what are they gonna be? What was they two and fourteen last year? Yeah. T.O. gonna make them four and twelve. Well, no, a healthy Stephen Jackson. Healthy Stephen Jackson with T.O. with uh, five and eleven. With um uh, uh, well, with I, the, uh, well, kids' names on the outside. Well, answer me uh, this: Who who are they gonna uh, be? Lauren Robinson, Donnie Avery with T.O. I think it'll be it wouldn't be a bad situation for them. They still got a halfway decent defense. They're playing in the NFC West. West. You know, San Francisco is a much improved team. Arizona with Matt Leinert. Eh, Matt, I mean? Matt Leinert was a starter at one point, but he broke he broke his collarbone. Um, and because uh, the job was him, Kurt came in, and Kurt was a veteran. Kurt came in after winning Super Bowl, so he was a backup. He left uh, the New York Giants and came here uh, to back up Matt Leinert to teach Matt Leinert. But once Kurt got in, team were winning. You don't mess up a winning chemistry like that. I, and, and and I personally don't think Matt was ready at the time. So when Kirk came in, I thought it was a great opportunity because I still was a fan of Matt's. I thought it was a great opportunity for him to learn from one of the best, one of the guys who had been to the pinnacle of the game and and, and held the uh, Lombardi Trophy, who who has MVP uh, trophies. So my thing about Matt, and uh, you make that noise about him, uh, you like you reserving judgment on him, but he hasn't he hasn't learned from. If he's learned from Kurt Warner, we will see this year because you under some great tutelage uh, for four years, uh, three to four years, like he was under Kurt, and he didn't learn. Then it's his fault. He'll be a backup for the rest of his career. But I, I think he'll be all right. I think they got a pretty good coaching staff over there in Arizona, the Arizona Cardinals, where where they're gonna put him in situations to be successful, just like um, um, Sanchez, Mark Sanchez with the. Um, New York Jets. I think Brian Schottenhammer, the offensive coordinator over there, is going to put him in great situations. Um, I think his rookie slump or his sophomore slump this year was the uh, second half of the last year. I think he's going to be okay because he's playing behind a defense, and you can attest to this because you're a Baltimore Ravens guy. Uh, that defense put him in a lot of situations to win. That's how they won the Super Bowl last time. It wasn't nothing, anything the offense did to win that Super Bowl. True that. So I think I think Matt will be all right, and 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 T as far as T.O. going to St. Louis and and being successful because he's in NFC West, we, you and I both agree that San Francisco might be the cream of the crop in this in this conference. But I'm not gonna count on the Arizona Cardinals. I'm not gonna count on them for a lot of reasons. I think Beanie Wells gonna Beanie Wells gonna have a breakout year. He he showed us what he can do last year. We didn't we didn't know he's gonna be that guy. Well, uh, he was. I told you it was a good draft. And he was like, no, it's not. I, I, no, no, no. I don't think I said that. That might have been Ken because remember no, I said was you. You was against Beanie Wells. He was always hurt. Yada 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 yada. Okay, let me. Uh, you could be right, but you could be wrong. Um, Dion. Bring that tape up uh, when you get a chance. No, you, yeah, you did. You did drop my memory right there. I did say he was always hurt. I, I didn't think he was tough enough. But as the season go- went on, he he sh- he proved me wrong. He proved me wrong. Uh, and 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 it's kind of you can say that guys are playing the NFL and tough. You can question their manhood, but when you get to the NFL, you shouldn't have to. But then when you see certain things, for me. Your words got to match your actions. Don't talk my ears off. Right. I just go out and do it. And I and that's what everything and anything. Don't talk my ears off. Just show me what you're gonna do if you gonna if you bring it up. Show me what you're gonna do. If you can't, then you got to shut up around me. There you go. 
I got. I got. I want to jump this topic real quick. I do. Over the weekend. Go ahead. Oh, I was going. I was going to change the topic too. I was going to ask you about this celebration um, with the baseball man. Another guy got hurt. Let me. Let me. Let me. Oh, celebrating on baseball. Yeah. The, uh, baseball season still going on. The Marlins' twenty-five-year-old left fielder was placed on a fifteen-day DL following Monday's night win over San Francisco with a torn meniscus in his left knee. If surgery required, Cog, uh, what's his name? Coglin will be out six to eight weeks. So, uh, so being lost for the remainder of the season is possible, but that has not yet to be determined. And this is celebrating after uh, a single in the 11th inning after they beat the break. Well, I'm saying, I'm saying frustrating injury stems from yeah. the fact Karen do a post-game celebration after uh, this was somebody else after West Ham's walk off RBI on Sunday. Well, these guys celebrating they get hurt. Don't celebrate. Don't don't. Well, that's it. I mean, I mean, I understand you you happy about a walk off, but you ain't, it ain't you ain't winning no pennant. You ain't in the soup. You ain't in the, in the World <laughs> Series. You're not even the playoffs. So what's the purpose of? I mean, it's a game. You got another one the next two nights. All I all I have to see is one guy uh, getting hurt, and that's it. That's and, it. and and then I just get out the way because it, it used to be a ritual. You know, somebody have a walk out. Everybody come to the home play, and he jump. But you know what he's doing? He's jumping on somebody's fit uh, foot, twisting his knee or twisting his ankle. And after that, he needs surgery. There you go. I don't understand it, but it is what it is. I got something to talk. We, you know, over the weekend, we were we text. We 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 need when you we talk we talk and text all the time. And uh, especially when something comes up in our mind that we want to talk about or discuss, when, especially when it comes to football. Uh-huh. And I think over the weekend, I texted you about the Reggie Bush USC situation. Oh yeah, you was you was heated about that. And yeah, I, I, I'm you know I'm you know me a long time. And people who know me know I'm, I look at things different than what most people look at things. I kind of look at things as on the outside looking in and like, you know, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I try to give everybody the, the pros and cons of whatever it is that what's going on. But I'm, th- th- this USC situation, I understand where Pat Hayden coming in and, and he wants to, 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 you know, install his part of the legacy, right? Start off his legacy the right way with no baggage, no nothing, but to give back Reggie Bush's Heisman Trophy that he won while at USC, you know, really, really bothers me because, you know, at that point in time, those teams that USC had those three years, okay, the money that Reggie Bush has supposedly gotten didn't help them win games. He's showing up then. Reggie Bush ran rough shot over the NCAA. Reggie Bush. Him, Matt Leinart, Lindell White, Mike Williams, that offensive line, that defensive line, those linebackers, Troy, all, they ran rough shot over the night NCAA for possibly for the two years Reggie was there, and five or four years altogether. So for the USC to give back something that Reggie actually won the Heisman, it was a, for the best college athlete. Not and Reggie was the best college athlete. He did what he was supposed to do, and all these accusations didn't come out until he was well two years into the league. Right, you know what? It takes time to investigate something like that because, of, but is I, I won't say it's easy to do, but it, it could get done because there's always a paper trail. Uh, what Reggie Bush did to win the Heisman, he did it on the football field. If you'll let college kids work. Or, and you just want them to concentrate on football to make your program so successful. Uh, granted, they are getting the education. They are getting the, um, they are getting the, um, uh, they're learning. Um, and they got a chance to make money out there in the world. But they can never generate the money they can make if they get drafted in the first round as a football, uh, as an athlete, or first round as a baseball. Um, 
They can never get that money at one time right away. So, what, you got a zoo over there? No. But, it, no, but, but it, he, he, it. What, he, what he did, what he did to get the uh, Heisman he did on the football, football field, yeah. and, I, and I agree with you, don't take that. Don't, don't make him an example. Uh, that's why um, uh, OJ is in jail right now. Uh, I think he's still in jail because he wanted his stuff back. You don't, you don't, right, t- you don't take my stuff because uh, what I did on the football field because I did something off the field. Now it does well, go to school. Well, the school's going to get their. You know, the, the person gets one and the school gets one. Right. And the person gets the original and the school gets the replica. The school's silly so the for school, giving it back. They the are school's giving it a replica. Again, my, like the thought process on all that to me is just stupid because you know this dude guarantee whatever whatever money he got. But all the what about the millions and I mean millions of dollars you made selling the number five jersey while he was at USC. And and you know what nobody nobody paid to watch those coaches coach. They came to watch Reggie Bush play, and they, and, they and generate all that money. Five hundred yard touchdown runs. Right. By getting the ball getting the ball in the back of the end zone and running to the other end zone in less than three and a half seconds. That's all they wanted to see. And him make two moves left and right and go. Yeah. That's all they wanted to see. They didn't come see Pete Carroll coach. They didn't come see. Uh, Ken Norton coach. They didn't come see Pat Hayden. They came to see Reggie Bush. This isn't the NCAA of the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and but, even the 80s. But it, you know what? If they can't make money off, if Reggie Bush make more money than them, they have a problem. If they can't make money off Reggie Bush, they don't want Bush to, they don't, they don't want Reggie Bush to make money off himself. Uh, I, I'm not a re- huge fan of the uh, uh, NCAA where student athletes can't work um, or student athletes. Let's just say, um, my my brother went to a Virginia Tech, um, and I was at Kansas. If I want to send him some money, oh, no, and I just got drafted. I just came into the league. If I want to send him some money, that's a violation. That's my brother yeah. I'm sending money yeah. to. Uh, so he have money while he's on campus. That yeah, well, it's crazy. It's, it's, they, it's, a, it's a thin line uh, that they need to correct, or you need to give more uh, students. If you, don't want to, if you don't want them working, or taking money, then you give them money in school, then make football job, but they can't do it. It's like marijuana. Uh, you can only legalize it until in tax. You can't tax it, so it's, it's illegal until those at the top can make money off it. There you go. And the, the problem I have is, uh, the problem is like you just said, you know, if you give your, send your brother a dollar while he's in Virginia Tech and you just got drafted, you know, it's a violation. Okay, this is the situation. Why, why is it a violation? If the kid... It, uh, as long if the kid's making money and doing whatever he needs to do to survive while in college, let him do it. As long as he's not hurting his teammates or doing anything and not being not being a good citizen, let me, what's the problem with it? Well, let me say this too, because I, I, I agree with you. Why is it that the um, the kids are always in trouble? Won't the agents or the whoever boostering uh, get in trouble? Why the kid always have to take the blunt of the trouble? Get those cool. keep those right. yeah keep those agents out of uh, off the campus because uh, it looked good when you got all those people sitting there watching practice. It looked like you got a professional camp. Uh, it looks good when you got those people coming to your practice or inquiring about a certain player. But won't you keep them out of the uh, keep them off campus? Stop trying to put all the owners on the players. Uh, the guy, all of us been to college. You do need money in college, or, or, or criminal things or bad things happen. It, it, Reggie well, Bush just and I, I'm not even going to say he got caught doing it, but. Uh, uh, he just—I wouldn't give up my husband. He—he he did what he was supposed to do. Uh, a lot of kids. Why do you think they come out early? You can go supposed to go to school for four years, right? You go to school to make money. If I can come out early and make millions of dollars, what, what I'm going to stay in school for? And now it's take now someone has to be responsible for him finishing up that year, uh, so he can make millions of dollars. He, 
he go to school to make money. He go to school to make money. Somebody put millions, millions in front of him and tell him this is this is yours. Uh, right. This doesn't make sense. Then bring, then bring up, put a lawyer involved with it. Say, at what cost is this mine? At what cost is this mine in a, down two years down the road? It, it's ways to do it, man. But like like you were saying, the NCAA to me uh, is 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 all about money. It's all about and money. That's why go ahead. When you had these teams, these colleges, you know, jockeying for position, the guys that went to the Pac-10 when the Big Twelve went down to a few schools, to ten schools, to the Big Ten. You know, a couple of schools that decided to go to Michigan, go to go to the Big, go to the Big Ten, and the Big Twelve is now down to the Big Ten. How are they going to do it? You know, why not have just four super conferences and get rid of NCAA? You don't need the NCAA. No, the NCAA, it, it, man. The NCAA doesn't need to be involved with football. Period. It needs to be involved with basketball and whatever else. But football doesn't need to have anything to do with NCAA. Some of fight because the rules for the NCAA, NCAA, they just like you said a minute ago, they just want to be able to have their their hands in the pie. Right, but you know it's so yeah. much money. Look, look at the bowl games. You know how much money that bowl games generate. That's why they got. Right. That's why they let teams like Ohio State sit out, and everybody else like SEC and the SEC conference. They play North and South. They play games to see who can be the SEC champs. The Big Twelve does it. Pac Ten plays while uh, the Big Ten. Big Ten does it. They don't do that. They don't do they that. Got Eleven teams, but now they got the twelve team coming in two thousand twelve. Don't have a Big Ten championship game. Yeah, they should have it, man. They should uh, have but it. again, it's just NCAA. It's a bunch of hypocrites. Uh, uh, you know, they they uh, need uh, to to let the kids be kids. And again, if it doesn't affect, if the thing is, if it doesn't, if it, the kids are already in the school, uh-huh. Reggie Bush was already at USC, right? And it's not like they're recruiting kids to come to that school and paying them hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know why they let? Go ahead, because you 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 wanted something. This was something that happened while the kid was, was already at the school. Right. And you know, Reg- they, Reg- they, quote, unquote, gave his parents money for a house or whatever. We don't No one knows because everybody's saying it didn't happen. Reggie Bush is from, he's from California, right? He's from Southern California. He's from, from Southern California. Area. Reggie Bush went to Southern California uh, University uh, because because of. Just say USC. Don't, don't call their name wrong, please. USC, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, you know, Junior, Junior comes back. You know, you know, you, all your boys play. You got some boys play at USC. They will call you and cuss you out. Well, they, you know what they're gonna be talking to? They were hearing that dial tone in their ear. <laughs> but look, uh, listen. He went to that school. You know, you go to certain school because you grew up watching those guys. He watched uh, OJ Simpson. He watched. Uh, um, yeah, well, we, you know, watch it, but I thought you saying he watched all those guys before him and be successful. And you and he's growing up as one of the best. Uh, Athletes in the Southern Cal uh, area, why wouldn't he go there and do what they've done? Uh, why shouldn't he do that? Well, he and, put himself and, in a position to be recruited by USC to go to USC. Right, but you know what? Uh, yeah, easy. But those players, uh, they let that go on for two years because they want their recruiting to stay strong. They say, well, you see what Reggie Bush, he leaves early. That's what can happen to you if you come to USC. So it's, it's all about recruiting. It's all about money. They knew if something was going on, trust me, they know about it. You don't, as big as it is now, you tell me you didn't know anything about it then. So they want to keep their recruiting going strong. So they allow stuff like that to happen, not thinking it's going to come back to get them. Or if it does, it'll be down the road somewhere. We end up losing, you know, 30 scholarships, can't go to a bowl game. Well, Lane Kiffin is an idiot. He's a joke. He's a joke. He's, a, he's being sued right now by the Tennessee Titans for recruiting one of their um, uh, assistant coaches. Now, so they're, oh, they're, they're, they're suing him now? Yeah, they're suing him now. They should sue him. He, he's doing everything wrong, man. Why? Why, why you got to do mean, everything from wrong? What I, from, from what I get out of it was, 
it was a last minute thing. He talked to the guy, to the coach. Then as then when he, as he was supposed to be getting ready to call Coach Fisher, is when a guy called him back and accepted it. So something must have been going on wrong at with the Titans for this kid, this guy just to accept this position as OC. Now it's a promotion for him. But he had also offered Eric Bannemi the job, and Bannemi turned it down, and then he gets he did. The, uh, the, I the think Bannemi turned it down, and now he's the assistant head coach at Colorado. Vikings. Where's Bannemi? Eric Bannemi from the Colorado. Yeah, he now he's the assistant head coach with the Vikings. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, that's right. He is here. You're exactly right. That's right. I was just talking about him at uh in at the FEU camp. Well, let let me ask you this, man. I'm gonna change the subject a little bit. I heard a rumor about uh, Allen Iverson visiting the Miami Heat. Did you hear anything about that? Well, I've heard that rumor, and I've also heard the Stephon Marbury. So, you know, if, if, Chuck, if Chuck goes to Miami, that'd be a great situation for him. He'll get a ring and, and finally return. He'll get a, he'll get, now, 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 you know how much I'm against that Miami Heat thing. You know that. Right, I do. I think it was the worst uh, promotions thing and all that stuff. LeBron and all of them could have done. I, mean, I still think Chris Bosch isn't what everybody thinks he is, but it is what it is. Hopefully, he proves me wrong. Right. If Chuck goes, if Allen Iverson goes to. Uh, Miami, then there's a good chance that, that Miami will win a championship next year. But if he don't go, they still they got Chalmers over there from the University of Kansas, and they, yeah, and, yeah. and and I ain't gonna talk about uh, if that's the case. They could have got Henrik, who just left Chicago. I think Henrik's about to sign. He's about to join the uh, John Wall and the Washington Wizards. But if if AI go there, um, they was I, I, I think they was gonna win before. He gives him a little bit more leadership, and he he doesn't have to do as much. Yeah, well, well, I think it'll make their team a little stronger, but these guys are already strong at the positions they are now. And they got Chalmers can bring the ball up, and D Wade gonna put him to shooting guard. Uh, would you want Would you want Chalmers or AI bringing the ball up? Chalmers, and then give the AI to come off the pick type of guy, and then break you down. I want AI holding that ball all day. I mean, he could do it. I bring a man to do play both guards, but you know, I need like my my backup team has to be strong. We got about a minute and a half to closing. My backup team have to be strong, so when you come in, we don't lose a step. Well, you know, I'm not, Chuck can't come in to start, but I'm saying he can come in and be that that second, yeah, know, the best six man off the bench. Oh yeah, he know he ain't coming to start. Them days are gone. But if your ego can't doesn't get in the way, you'll be fine. I think he'd be okay with that. Uh, let me tell you, let me say this: uh, you need to call Jody if you need to get a room because she's going on vacation, Scottsdale Camelback Resort. You need to give a set up. You set up your your um, room, your stay. I want to say that. All right, man, we're going to get out of here. Let's uh, go ahead and uh, get your final words in so we can get out of here. Hey, I'd like to everybody be safe. Uh, you know, football season's right around the corner, so make sure y'all get your stuff in order so y'all don't miss no games. Okay. Uh, I am now the uh, defensive coordinator at Mesa Community College. You guys come out and support us. Thank you. Uh, I'm still trying to get you to come out from Virginia up back to Arizona. Help me out. I need all the good coaching I can get. Um, Show me the money. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, all three of y'all come out and that's listening. Come out, support us. Mason Community College, we're going to do big things. Uh, and we're going to put on a good show. Also, we're doing a – I'm working on the Kwame Lassie Foundation. I'm about to fix my website back up. I got a meeting with that today. So um, keep a lookout. You can check my website. Uh, always, you know, check the Kwame Lassie Sports. Uh, we, lo- we do blogs there. Check the fan page on Facebook. Uh, com. We can go up there. You can go up there and set up a blog. We'll respond to that. Uh, what else we got going on, Coach? Uh, that's about it, man. We're just trying to make things happen. Uh, we about uh, to put. A, we about to put a, my coach, coach myself, and uh, maybe a handful more guys. We about to put on an offensive defensive cap. Um, it's in the works right now. We'll have it done by 
the end of the year. The end of the year. Yeah, I like, and don't forget, um, people, to stay tuned for another announcement from me and Kwame later on, probably next week. Hey, this is the Kwame Lots of the Sports, sometimes rich show. Cam from the ATL. We see you guys next week. We out. Peace. Lyrically, I speak on them. You can call me Jim. I let my peanut butter spread on them. This is a test. How many rappers out here want to munch on me? Dunk them in the water. Dunk, dunk them in the water. Haters ain't issues, so I flush them down the toilet. Throw them in the fridge. Unplug it, then you spoil. Put them in Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america sports channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit VoiceAmericasports.com. the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.